0: Now, it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. It is the 5 o'clock hour, and I would imagine everyone would agree with me. There is no topic hotter, nothing more controversial than the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade. This has stimulated someone from California to attempt to assassinate a Supreme Court justice because the liberal left has told us that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, well, the sky will fall. Well, it is my privilege and honor to welcome to the program Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. An international pro-life educational organization, and he is the host of a special that will run right here on WRFD this coming Sunday at two p.m. The sky isn't falling. Realities of a post Roe American America. Brad Mattis, welcome again to the program. Well, thanks for having me on again. It's good to be with you. Well, it is a delight. Uh, Why you folks are turning out some wonderful, wonderful material, and the latest is the sky isn't falling. Uh, As I always ask, what is the genesis behind this?
2: Well, uh, for one thing, the other side, the way they're talking, the hyperbole, the outright lies, is a lot of people think that if Roe is overturned, horrific things are going to happen to women and um, the economy and the nation in general. First of all, uh, if Roe was overturned, abortion does not end in America. It simply gives states like those in Ohio the right to protect the most precious natural resource, that being unborn babies. It puts the, uh, the power of life or death, instead of Supreme Court justices, it puts it into the hand hands of uh, local communities and state legislatures that are much more accountable to the people. We also, Bob, want to want people to understand that women do better without abortion. Mm-hmm. And one of my guests is a woman in Texas who, because of the Texas Heartbeat Act, was denied an abortion. And she was a poster child for Planned Parenthood uh, in uh, dire circumstances. But when you hear her story, and find out where she is today, you'll be quite surprised, and she is very glad she did not have that abortion.
1: Again, my guest is Brad Mattis, and he is the host of a special that will be airing here on WRFD this coming Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Sunday, 2 p.m., The Sky Isn't Falling, Realities of a post row America. i Brad, I think a lot of conservative Christians are convinced that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then immediately overnight uh, abortion is illegal. Am I correct that if the Supreme Court does indeed uh, overturn Roe versus Wade, that in states like California, there would be no difference, no change whatsoever? Is that correct?
2: That's absolutely true. And, you know, Bob, I, I don't blame people for thinking that if, if Roe is overturned, abortion will end. Rasmussen, a, a very reputable pollster, sure. recently found that 77% thought that were, was the case. And wow. it's based upon how the media, the biased media, is presenting this. Uh, you're going to have liberal states like California, New York, New Jersey, who are going to be abortion havens. Um, where there will not be any let up of the, of the bloodletting through abortion. But then the good news is you're going to have states like Ohio and others where, uh, children will be significantly, uh, protected, if not entirely from abortion. There are 21 states that are poised to either stop abortion completely or curtail it significantly when Roe is overturned and then there's another nine states like where I live in Florida where we have a pro-life legislature and governor where we're going to make some considerable headway in saving lives. It's the grassroots movement that is our strength is the grassroots and our work begins when Roe is overturned but you know what we're up for the challenge and we are going to save millions of babies.
1: Is it an overstatement at all to say that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, the people of America will actually have more say and more influence on abortion policy than they do now?
2: Oh, absolutely, because they have zero right now. But if uh, Roe was overturned, and we, we fully expected that will be the case, then that's entirely going to be up to the people of Ohio to instruct their legislators who work for them. And, um, we could see uh, abortion completely ended in Ohio or, you know, significantly uh, curtailed. So it's an exciting time. Uh, it really is. Uh, I've been battling, uh, to end row for 46 years of my personal uh, life and, It's just amazing to see that now that we are on the cusp of having that to be reality. But I'll tell you what, Bob, it is a clarion call for the churches to step forward. Never in modern history has there been such a strong call for churches to stand in the gap to protect and provide for women and men who are facing unexpected pregnancies
1: most of the latest polls that I have read want us to believe that the pro-life movement in America is actually losing ground. More and more Americans are supporting abortion. I know that's what many of the polls say, but I don't sense that. Do you?
2: (laughs) No, I do not. And I don't believe those polls. They They tend to reflect the opinion of those that took them. And um, there's a lot of desperation we're seeing out there right now. And um, polling over the years when there's been less intense pressure uh, has consistently shown that a majority of people who vote for a candidate based on the issue of abortion, uh, a majority of them support candidates who are pro-life versus pro-abortion. So we're hearing a lot about how this is just going to turn everything on its head, that the uh, pro-abortion voters are going to rise up and uh, take control of everything. Well, that we don't believe is the case because uh, more pro-lifers will rise up and take the lead on protecting life because now we're at a position, Bob, where we can do it. We can can see the fruit of our efforts, and um, that's going to be very energizing, to pro-life people and uh, elected officials.
1: Again, the special will air this coming Sunday on WRFD at 2 p.m. The Sky Isn't Falling, Realities of a post row America. And Brad, we've got about one minute left. Uh, Why should our listeners tune in at 2 p.m. this coming Sunday afternoon? Why is it so important that our listeners hear this special? Because it's
2: chock full of information that tells you what the real situation is and what we can do to protect life moving forward. We just need to be ever vigilant. We need to be prayerful, but we need to be engaged. And we're going to equip you on how to do that. We have a special website page set up. It's dot com, that will has a lot of resources and information that you can go to once you've listened to the program.
1: com is that it? That's right. com and again, the special that will air 2 p.m. this coming Sunday right here on WRFD, The Sky Isn't Falling, Realities of a Post-Row American. It's been my privilege to have Brad Mattis, the host. Brad, thank you for all you do. Keep up the wonderful work, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.
2: Thank you, my friend.
1: All right, Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. The special, this Sunday, 2 p.m., The Sky Isn't Falling, Realities of a Post-Roe America. All right, folks, quick break. We'll be back.
0: Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Well, there is some tragic breaking news out of uh, Maryland. About an hour and a half ago, authorities on the scene in uh, Smithburg, Maryland... I guess that's about uh, one and a half hours from Washington, D.C. Authorities have reported a mass shooting. We know almost no details. This is just now coming out. The uh, local sheriff's department says there are multiple victims. I'm quoting now. There are multiple victims and the suspect is no longer a threat to the community have no idea whether that means the suspect has been shot and killed or whether just taken into custody, but the threat is no longer there. Uh, We have no idea how many. We don't know whether there are any deaths. Uh, We know very, very little, except there are multiple victims in a mass shooting today, about an hour and a half ago, in Smithsburg, Maryland. Um, through the rest of the program, I will keep my eyes on the different news sources. And if there are more details, I will certainly pass them along to you. Um, we have a problem, folks. Guns are involved. But so are cars, so are knives. We have a sin problem. We have a problem of evil. We have a problem that we have... Ejected God from our culture and our society, and we are reaping the consequences. Anyway, um, I'll pass on more details uh, once they are available. Smithsburg, Maryland, mass shooting, multiple victims, and again, quoting the suspect, is no longer a threat to the community. That is from the uh, sheriff's office. Uh this is, I believe, the most important thing that you and I will discuss today, and I have a feeling we're going to be discussing it more and more and more often, and I am probably going to be more and more and more out of touch with much of the evangelical community. Uh, I've kind of grown accustomed to be in the minority. And I probably will be on this, but I have very, very strong feelings about this. And what is it? The Digital Virtual Church. Here is a 17-page article in my hand from the Christian Post. I don't know that I've ever seen an article from the Christian Post that was 17 pages long. The headline how the digital revolution is disrupting the church and forcing it out of buildings. Now, since you and I talked about this a few days ago, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time, but there is a rapidly growing movement away From physical buildings and people actually meeting together, assembling together in a physical form, in a physical realm, in a church building or in a building. Doesn't have to be a church building, just gathering together face to face, physically. There is a rapidly growing, expanding movement away from that to virtual, digital. There are now dozens and dozens of virtual churches. They don't have a physical place where they meet. They never meet face-to-face. They meet in the metaverse. They meet online. It's all virtual. They choose an avatar. Now, the avatar may not look like them at all. It may be what they want to look like. And they will be around other people who have chosen an avatar that may not represent them at all. It's anonymous. It is fantasy. There is no reality here. Now, the argument is, well, they are real sermons. There is a pastor who is actually speaking. Can you see the real pastor? No, you see his avatar. On a virtual stage in a virtual church with a virtual praise band, with virtual lights and virtual walls, it's all pretend. None of it is real. Oh, there are real people, but they're living imaginary virtual lives. But people are getting reached that would never be reached before. Okay, if you want to use it for evangelism, fine. Maybe you will get people to visit your virtual church. It would never walk in the doors of a physical, real church building. But after they receive Christ as Savior, get them face-to-face with other believers as the New Testament prescribes. This whole thing of the virtual church is an end-around of what the New Testament church is supposed to be. It is impossible to fulfill the commands of Jesus to his church, the commands of the New Testament to his church, in a virtual way. You can't do it. And yet here is a 17-page article singing the praises of, And basically, the conclusion, when you get to all the rest of the 17 pages, it's going to happen, so you might as well accept it. It's coming. Here is an expert, and I quote, the Church of the Future is a network, and it's going to be digitally based. It's not going to be geographically based. It's going to be built on relationships and purpose. Yeah, virtual relationships. Not real people seeing real people. And so the whole gist of the article is, might as well give in. It's going to happen. You can't fight it. It's going to come. So quit resisting. Quote, you're going to start seeing a massive exodus from churches that think the old way because that's not how people relate to each other anymore. Content is a commodity. It's not king. It's a currency, and that's the point that needs to be shifted. My goal is to help churches see that and redesign their ministries for a world that exists. Right now, they're designed for a world that no longer exists. This is going to be one of the most incredibly dangerous movements ever to hit the New Testament church in my opinion we'll be back